0: So we just finished chapter three. Chapter three was the beginning of describing the elements of vigilance, the elements of zihirut, vigilance. And he started off the beginning of the chapter, and basically spent the whole chapter describing the idea that the importance of having a daily cheshmer ha a daily accounting of your actions to figure out are you doing proper behavior or improper behavior. Without that, that daily um, actions and daily accounting of your actions, it's impossible to really grow to any really extent. Now now he's going to describe, okay, so we're describing that it's important to acquire vigilance, but how do we actually acquire vigilance? What is that, what is that actually referring to? So page 22, generally speaking, the virtue of vigilance is acquired through the learning of Torah. As Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair said in the beginning of the Bresa, Torah brings one to vigilance. Now, that's not specific enough, right? How exactly are we supposed to go from one step to the next? So he's going to get into it. However, specifically, what brings one to vigilance is the contemplation of both the gravity of the divine service that man is obligated to fulfill and the exactitude of divine judgment in these matters. Okay? So two different things. First of all, the gravity. And second of all, the idea of the judgment that Hashem is going to pass in us based on our behavior whether it's the correct behavior or incorrect behavior. Now, how do we actually get to a sense of that? How do we reach this level? He will arrive at this through the analysis of those events written in Scripture. And later on in this chapter, the, Ramchal, the author is going to describe the specific events that he's referring to that you can figure out just how important every single action is. And through study of the teachings of the sages of blessed memory, in which these ideas are highlighted. So when you read through the Talmud, right, and you read through Gemara, you find a lot of it has to do with halacha. A lot of it has to do with the laws of daily living, the laws of what happens if the Yom Tov comes or Shabbat comes. But a lot of the Talmud is based on sort of a deep dive and analysis of the behavior of the sages, not of the sages, but of behavior of people in scripture themselves and exactly where they might have fallen short and not have lived up to quite the level that Hashem expected from them. So that's a way for us to really start to figure out what is the ideal way of behaving. And from that analysis that can help lead us to, once we come to this recognition on our own, and we come to this recognition of what the ideal is, that can really help us get to the point of saying, okay, well, this is what we are achieving or are hoping to achieve in our own lifetime. So this type of contemplation can lead to the motivation of three distinct kinds of individuals, each in accordance with his level those who are truly wise, those who are of lesser aptitude, and the general masses. Okay? So he divides up people into three different levels. Now, he, he's a very um, high standard, right? Certainly the Messias Yasharim had a very high standard for himself and for others as well. So those who are truly wise are on a very high level. Those who are of lesser aptitude are also on a very high level. I think most of us will fit into the category of the general masses, at least most of the time. Those who are truly wise will be motivated when they recognize that they should aspire only for perfection and nothing less, and that there is no harm greater than the lack of perfection and one's remoteness from it. So in other words, those who are truly wise, if they read the scripture and they go through the stories in the Torah and, and accounts of people's behavior, right, and a moral moral accountings of how people behave. And then they go through there, and from there they go, they study in the Talmud and they look at how the sages Perceived certain actions that have been done in scripture, is that the right way of acting, not my way of acting. Those who are truly wise will recognize that there is only one ideal, and that ideal is absolute perfection. And the, the nothing there anything less than perfection is a terrible, a terrible miss. Now, once this becomes clear and once it becomes evident that the means leading towards this are appropriate deeds and character development, they will surely never agree to a decrease in these means or to any laxity concerning them. For it would have already become clear to them that if these means were decreased or were diluted to a significant degree, they would not achieve perfection. Rather, it would be lacking in proportion to the deficiency in their effort, the end result being that they would lack perfection. This would be a terrible misfortune and a great tragedy for them. Therefore, they have no choice but to augment the means, strictly implementing all the conditions involved. They will find neither rest nor peace as they worry over what they lack in order to achieve the desired perfection, right? So it, it, he's describing someone who is truly wise and someone who's truly wise, they always keep the end goal in front of them. They never lose sight of the true goal. And the true goal is to achieve perfection. And anything less than perfection, to some extent, is failure. And therefore, they're super hyper-focused always on achieving that end result. And when you're really hyper-focused and you can always take every single, every single choice in life and say to yourself, does this choice help further the end goal? Well, if the answer is no, I'm not going to do it. That's what truly wise people are able to achieve. Now, we're going to get up to the next level. This is what Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon, may peace be upon him, said in Mishle and Proverbs. Praiseworthy is the man who is always fearful. Right Now, the fear over here, we've discussed this in the past, the fear over here is not a fear because of the judgment. That because Hashem is going to punish them for not having acted in the correct manner. That's not the fear that they have. The fear that they have is that there's an opportunity to achieve perfection. And they're not going to achieve perfection. So it's not the punishment. It's not the lack of material reward. It's the fact that there was an opportunity lost. That is the fear that they have. And our sages of blessed memory have commented, this was written in reference to the words of the Torah. The summit of this level of motivation, which is one of the most praiseworthy of levels, is referred to as fear of sin. This means that a person should constantly fear and worry, lest he find within himself a particle of sin that prevents him from attaining the perfection that he must strive for. This is not called fear of the punishment, right? It's not fear of punishment. It's fear of doing something wrong. It's fear of disappointing the creator. It's fear of taking a choice to do something that is not the ideal. Anything less than ideal, they are afraid to possibly do. Regarding this, the striving for for perfection, our sages of blessed memory have said by way of analogy, this teaches us that everyone is burned by his peer's canopy, his peer's statue. The The reason for this is not jealousy, which only befalls those who lack good sense, as I will write about further on with the aid of heaven. Rather, he sees himself as deficient in the level of perfection that he is capable of attaining, just like his peer has attained it. Therefore, through the process of contemplation, one who is truly wise will surely not deviate from being vigilant in his deeds, right? So he always has his eye on the goal, and he always recognizes that there is a possibility of achieving perfection in this world. And when he looks at his friend and says, he's achieved perfection, I haven't, he's not thinking to himself, I'm jealous of the reward that he's going to get in the the next world. That's not what he's jealous of. What he's jealous of is that there is a possibility to achieve perfection, and and it's possible. And how do I know it's possible? Because my friend achieved it. I want to achieve that same level. That's what the truly wise say, right? The, the Talmud famously tells us that there are four people who died never having tasted from sin. And the only reason why they died is because of the, once Adam and Eve, once Adam and Chava had eaten from the etzadah, from the, the tree of knowledge, once they ate from the etzadah, then God decreed upon the world death. And since God decreed upon the world death, Those four people had to die because that was the way of the world. That was the the law of nature that Hashem had set up in the world. But other than that, they would not have deserved to die because everything that they did was perfect. They never sinned in their entire life, right? The list is um, Benjamin, um, Yishai, who's the father of, of King David, and right now I'm blanking on the other two. But what we see from here is that it's possible to achieve perfection, right? These are regular humans. These are not angels. They weren't they weren't given anything. I mean, they probably came from a little bit of a higher place than the rest of us, but it's possible to achieve perfection. And when we recognize that it's possible to achieve perfection, what drives us forward is to say, this is not beyond me, right? Hashem put us in a position, and he put us in a position where we have the ability to achieve, and we have the ability to accomplish a certain goal. And that's that's the highest level of person. The highest level of person, when he spends time learning Torah, they spend time learning Torah, and they spend time going through the the writings of the Torah itself, and then how Chazal, how our sages understand it in the Talmud, when they spend time doing that, then they recognize the highest levels that one is actually apt to to achieve. And then anything less than that is failure. They don't want to ever achieve failure, and that motivates them to continuously be constantly thinking about what can I do to be better? How can I get what I've done and build on that to a higher level? That's the first type of person. Tomorrow night, as Rath Hashem, we'll go through the second category and perhaps the third category as well. Take care. Good night.